Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers, covering the world of Xamarin, .NET, Azure, and more. I'm Matt Sokup. And I'm James Montemagno, and we made it to 2020, Matt. We did it. Now, some people claim it's a new decade. Some people claim it, it's not. Where do you fall on this? Where do you fall on this spectrum, James? Is it new? Is it not new? Where, where are we? Oh, it's definitely a new decade. Definitely. I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If the if the number changes, if it goes from a one to a two, two to three, new decade. I don't yeah. care about that back number. Especially if you have to start thinking about um, writing checks and or signing documents and making sure you put 2020 instead of just 20, then I think that that qualifies as a leap to a new decade. Absolutely. 100% there. Yeah. So yeah, you, every now and then you get somebody saying, oh, this isn't a new decade, you know, not, not till 21. It's like, meh, I'll celebrate the new decade next year too. So it's like extra reason to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, celebrate twice. And you know, uh, that's what it's about at the end of the day. And it's the first year in 20 some odd years that there was no fireworks off the Space Needle. I know. And I was, my wife and I were going to go down there. We we're all pumped up. And then uh, what high winds, it was rainy. It was kind of a... Not a great evening to go down, but we were still going to make it. And then we decided not to. And it didn't cancel until like 15 minutes beforehand anyway. So I'm kind of, I'm glad we didn't go down. How about you? Did you did y'all go down? We're extreme. We're, we're close. We could walk to the Space Needle from where we're at. But um, we decided not to go. We we haven't gone in, in, in years past. We have some friends that have some really good views. We've gone and done that. We've gone to the park and where there's good views and there's always a lot of people there. And this year we're like, oh, we'll just we'll just stay inside and watch it on TV. And then we watched uh, the light show, which they did have a light show, which was okay. But I mean, other countries had like drones and crazy fireworks and all sorts of crazy stuff. And we we got a light. We did get cool music. I did like that. I liked the uh, the Travis Scott. Um, part because I'm, I'm big into hip hop, so I like that a lot. That was cool, um, and some Ed Sheeran, which I liked uh, with Travis Scott, which I thought was because there's two Travis Scott tracks back to back. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that I thought there was at least something, but I'm really glad that I didn't go because it was a very windy, miserable night. So we stayed inside. We we did nothing, and that was great. Oh, we we did order a pizza. We had pizza for for New Year's. So that was good. What a way to welcome the decade. Pizza doing nothing. <laughs> Pizza doing nothing. It was great. Welcome. We're here. We made it to 2020. Done. <laughs> Welcome to uh, 2020. Well, yeah, done. Boom. Well, you know, new decade. <laughs> well, speak, speaking of the new decade, James, I heard um, Xamarin Essentials 1.4 might be out. So what's new in that? What's new there? It's out. It's happening. It's live. It's 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 gone pre-release version 1.4, I believe, Pre-release two is going out probably by the time this podcast is out. Um, yeah, this is a long time in the work. There's been, um, you know, we had some some ups and downs of development, fixing some bugs, stabilizing a lot of stuff, adding new features. And this release has more community pull requests um, than ever before, which is great. So we had a bunch of bug fixes and new features from the community, from adding new um weight and unit convert conversions to being able to select um, and, and view the current open activity and UI view controller to some encoding fixes to some clipboard events, all sorts of good stuff. 
But the two biggies that I'm really excited about, the first one is a brand new API to see what the requested theme that your user has for your app. Well, that's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, so dark or light? So dark or light or unspecified? Aha, unspecified. So mid, mid. <laughs> mid. So 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 normally it'll be a light as a default, but if you're on iOS 12 or an older version of Android, there there is no default, mm-hmm. right? There there is an un, it who knows what it is. Um, so we, we said unspecified, so you, you can determine what you, what, what is your default unspecified theme? Most of the time you'll get light or dark and usually it's a light, right? So I say in my code, if it's unspecified or light, then use light, um, else use dark, right. And, And then go from there. Um, very easy way of doing it. And then, and that's nice because it removes all sorts of code that you'd have to write to check things. Um, and there's no change events. You can't really see if it's changed in your app, but that's very minimal code that, that you can write based on what your app is. And um, we're thinking about adding that. We're not sure because each of them work very, very differently. So, so we will we'll see you there. But at least this code, very minimalistic. But the big one I'm really excited about is the permissions API. It's done. It's out there. It's into the world. Check and request those permissions. All of them. All the permissions. Sweet. You know, one of the things I love about Essentials is that it, well, it has everything in there for you. I mean, James, I'm sure you're familiar with the old plugins, right? You wrote all of them. <laughs> so, but before you had to download all the nougats, you had to actually find them. You know, so some of them, like discoveries, you know, half the problem. But with Essentials, they're all there. And uh, every now and then when I'm, I'm talking to somebody new to the Xamarin universe or even people who aren't new, who are so impressive with what's all in Essentials, it's just like your one-stop shop and permissions. It's out there in the wild. Well, out there in the pre-release wild, but nice. In in the in the pre-release wild, give us your feedback. It's, it's a really beautiful API. I wrote some beautiful docs for it. It's very extensible and customizable. Um, John Dick wrote that API. It's very, very beautiful. I'm very, very happy with that one. Um, and yeah, you know, I think that you're right. You know, there's a lot in the box and there's tons of still great, amazing plugins that, um, that, that are out there in the wild that people are supporting and updating because while Essentials tries to do a lot, it's not ever going to do everything. That's not the goal. It's not the goal is to try to do everything because some things you know, are just really hard APIs to abstract and everyone might want to use it differently. And, um, there's a, there's tons of great plugins and another project shiny, which is great by Alan Ritchie, one of our MVPs. And that's an amazing, um, um, library. It's more than a plugin. It's, it's like a complement to, to essentials, to be honest with you. It has some of the stuff that essentials has, like how Alan wants to do it, but he does like backgrounding jobs and job schedulers and, Bluetooth and a bunch of stuff. And it's, you know, people are like, well, when is that going to come to essentials? I'm like, I don't think we'll ever do it because it's already done. Um, never say never, but, uh, you know, Alan's crushing it over there. And if your app needs that, I mean, go for it. Right. And I use that in some of my apps. So it's really, really good. So I love the ecosystem out there. And the idea is not to Sherlock everything, but, um, to give um, the things that people people really really want that the mass majority vast majority of people are going to use in their mobile applications. Nice. So. Yeah, it's great. And Sherlocking, you know, the old Apple when they what, what was it? They the company was called Sherlock, right? And then Apple released the functionality for it. And I forget what it was called. 
But uh, I'm going way off tangent now. But yeah, anyways, Sherlock. Nice. So, <laughs> uh, so right before the holidays, James, um, I did the Santa Talk challenge where it was like this intelligent um, serverless Xamarin application where what, what it was is that the app, you wrote a letter to Santa. It hit cognitive services just to see if um, the emotion in the letter that you wrote to Santa was positive, neutral, or negative. And then Santa would tell you whether you're going to get any gifts or not for the holidays. And he was kind of snarky about it. <laughs> and so <laughs> what we did is that for the um, challenge, which people will get stickers for, for swag, and we have a couple of uh, random drawings that we're going to give away uh, $25 gift cards to the uh, .NET Foundation swag shop, is to have people extend it. And then, uh, you know, let let us know how it goes. And so what's neat about this is that it's the like the full story of building a cloud app where you have both, you can extend the Xamarin portion of it, you can extend the... Um, the serverless portion, you can extend the the um, cognitive services portion or whatever you want. And so we had a lot of people do this over the holidays, kind of like as their holiday hack. And some of the, um, I'm not going to say entries, but the pull requests that we got back for it were truly amazing. Um, I'm not sure. Did you have a chance to take a look at this yet, James? Some of the PRs that came in for this for the challenge? Yeah, I did. I was I- I was monitoring them along the way. I noticed that some people just did some UI changes here and there, improved on your style. And then I saw some some really big ones um, coming in, like uh, text-to-speech and a bunch of other stuff. But there, there's probably more that I, I, I was like through the first or so. I was kind of monitoring them. But uh, what else did, what was else in there? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of UIs. Some UWP ports came in. Um, another one where chatbot. So you can go back and forth and talk with Santa, convince them that you've been a good person all year. <laughs> um, nice. OCR, so you can actually right hand write a letter. And yeah, wow. uh, mapping, so Santa can know exactly where you are. So obviously to get your gifts exactly to your house. Facial recognition. I mean, there's a lot of lot of cool things. Another one I thought was super neat, they, there was a graphic of Santa's face on the page and his eyes would follow you as you typed a letter. I mean, he's he's watching. He's always watching. Nice. So I mean, it's just super cool how people um, how people just really took the idea and ran with it. It was a, kind of a fun holiday hack. And the um, the we, we also asked her like, what did you like? What did you didn't like? As you learned along the way, a lot of a lot of hot reload love coming in. Um, there was even some folks who were learning MVVM along the way, and they mm-hmm. mentioned like the the rough parts about it as they learned or how, the, how they did learn it and what they liked about it. So it was kind of neat to see that it went to the whole universe because we had some MVPs doing things to it. We, and we had some brand new people coming to it as well. So it was really, that was great to see all over the place. Yeah. I love the, I, lo- I love too, cause in these pull requests, you can, you, everyone adds, you know, gifts or they add, uh, um, you know, little screenshots. And I'm looking at one of the face cognitive services from, uh, who's this Oscar, um, who, you know, writes, you know, a little message that he loves Santa and then it pulls up the camera picker and then takes a photo. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's really cool to see the community just make all these really awesome, awesome things. And then you get to see them, right? You're like, Oh wow, cool. And then, um, so let's do a write up. I'll have to have you do a, a write up on, uh, yeah. And all that, um, which is really cool. I love it. I love these, I love these, uh, you know, 
it's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, just going through and watching and seeing what people came up with. And a lot of people did improve the UI I did. And I stole the UI from, I didn't steal, I borrowed it because that's what the website's for, snippets. And uh, people really improved on it for me too. So that's that's great to see. There's a lot of really smart people out there doing a lot of cool things. Nice. That's awesome. In fact, uh, you know, thinking about through the holidays, um, I was also thinking about kind of 2019, right? It's it's no longer here, but um, that doesn't mean that we can't look back on how awesome 2019 was. So uh, this week, I put out a series of blog posts on the top, on a blog, very meta, a, a blog post about the top blog posts, basically clickbait. That's what I put out. Is um, <laughs> you won't believe these ten top blog posts. That's right. Um, so I put out top Xamarin blog posts of 2019 and top Xamarin videos of 2019. So th- these are real. These are statistics of the top viewed watch time things in 2019. Um, and and yeah, I mean 2019 was awesome. So some of the top blogs we'll put links into the show notes. So this one you can go. But of course, Xamarin Forms 4.4. The brand new 16.4 Visual Studio launch, a lot of Xamarin Forms 4.0 because that was Shell. So getting started with Shell, the introduction of Shell, announcing XAML Hot Reload, material design, challenges, lots of stuff on challenges. So visual challenge was in there, the whole recap, um, startup tracing, dark mode support, um, the free training from Microsoft Learns, so all sorts of good stuff in there. Um and then also I put a link to RSS. So don't forget, if you have an RSS, you can uh, get that little RSS reader in there. And then top videos. I thought this was fun because a huge shout out to the community on this because um, I was I was monitoring every single day leading up to January 1st on the Xamarin Developers YouTube. We worked with the community last uh, April to make a great, awesome introduction video. We worked on a brand new introduction video with Cecil and you and me came together about show crossovers, about brand new shows, about how we're relaunching the Xamarin Developers YouTube, give it all this love. And we put all the videos on there and on Channel 9, of course, so basically you can get YouTube or not in your country. And last year, we grew the Xamarin Developers YouTube by nearly 50% year over year. I mean, that just lifetime growth, right? Went from 35,000 subscribers to 50,000 subscribers. And we hit it on January 4th. So we were really close. We were right there. So close. I was every day, I was like, just a few more, you know, just, and, and just watching it. So a huge thank you to the, to the community. It's been really great, right? We we have a .NET channel. We have a, a .NET Foundation channel. We have a Visual Studio channel. We have Azure channel. We have the Xamarin channel. And all great developer content. We had put out the Xamarin Developer Summit videos there. Um, this year, we not only in the video um, space launched um, um, a bunch of brand new material in the Xamarin Forms 101, the Xamarin Show, but you launched a new series, Partly Cloudy, which is doing great. I did it. And it's back. We we had a little uh, recording difficulties there for a little bit between episodes, I don't know, six and seven. But um, we're back. We are back and we're raging to the end. So, yeah. Yay. So that's a great one. You go from start to finish of building a cloud-enabled application. Super duper good. Um, and I love the hand-drawn animations, of course. Wait till um, season two. And, I got big plans. Oh, I can't wait. 
<laughs> I love it. Um, and then also, there was a lot of other things that happened. Don't forget that this year, um, you and Brandon uh, Minnick from the, the Cloud Advocate team launched a brand new 11-part Xamarin 101 series, which has done absolutely fantastical. Um, and I launched with my good friend Abel a brand new mobile DevOps um, series. I mean, we released this year just in Xamarin content over a hundred new videos. I mean, it's always we do two, two, sometimes three times a week, uh, new content for all of you, um, and and it shows obviously not only in the 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 YouTube subscribers, the views are just skyrocketing and. And I highlighted the top um, shows on there. So four things awesome in Xamarin for, Forms 4.4 or 4.0 with um, David Ortnow. A brand new show that just came out in December. Dean joined me for best practices, async mm, await, nice. introduction to Android X, XAML Hot Reload, and fresh MVVM um, with our good friend Michael Ridlin. That that topped the list too. So make sure you check out that blog, subscribe. Go, let's drive it up. I have big goals. I would love to reach. 100,000 this year, you know, 100,000 subscribers. And if we get 100,000 subscribers, we get a YouTube plaque. So that would be unbelievable. So I would love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, plaque. Yeah, we'll, we'll do an episode around the plaque, right? And um, a plaque unboxing, because that's the community's plaque. How, how does that sound? <laughs> that's right. That's community's plaque. It does, yeah. I'm into it. I'm into nice. it. Nice. So yeah, go check that out. So we've been talking about this last one or this next one for a little bit, but it bears a little repeating. And especially since our, our Android PM, John Douglas, really wants everybody to know about it. Android app bundles. Uh, so John wrote this great, great blog post uh, last week, it looks like, about Android app bundles and really how it works. And John does a wonderful job explaining about it. So James, you and I've talked about it, you know, and, but I think really John does a great point of driving it home. So what are Android app bundles just to uh, summarize it again? So uh, app bundles is where you have, let's say uh, arm 64 or a different uh, processor or you have your French or your English localized resources, and you put all those out into a app bundle file. But then what's going to happen is that Google Play is going to generate the APK at install time. So it just really comes to a, a smaller APK size. So it's a, a faster download. And that's great. And so what John does is he just goes out and he tells you how to get started with it, how to build it, and then actually how to test it too. So it's a great blog post. It tells you everything that you need to know in a nice, linear, easy to understand order. So definitely check that out. It's super, it's super nice. And it really just drives the point home about app bundles and it makes it super easy to understand. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I've done a lot of blog posts about the Xamarin Linker, of course, optimizing it. And, you know, you can finely tune that puppy really down. And, and I did a blog post at the end of last year. I think we talked about last podcast about just investing time in, you know, find those final steps. You got like a, a spare day and you want to hack on something, just mess around with the Linker. But you got to use app bundles first. I mean, you don't have to, but recommend it because immediately you're going to you're going to save so many megabytes on your download size that it will um, for sh it'll shadow the amount of work that you even put into just you know doing the um, the linker adjustments. You might as well just you know opt in and, and go for it. And 
Yeah, it's it's for free essentially. You're just kind of yeah. opting in, as you mentioned. And also, uh, App Center Build supports that already. And additionally, App um, Azure DevOps that was tracking this as they used to have it for. So if you were submitting and building from Azure DevOps, there was some bugs in the release management or, or something like that. And they fixed that too. So that's all done. The DevOps pipeline, it's all butter. So you definitely go to town on that. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm also excited for XAML Hot Reload. It's already been out forever. People are still like, is it out? Yeah, it's been out forever. It's been out for months. And Maddie is doing a whole series of XAML Hot Reload tips and tricks and enhancements and things and all the things. Um, This one literally is coming out the day that we're recording this podcast. So it might not even be live yet by the time you listen to this, but I I, I can sign in. I can see the stuff. So I didn't want to rob you of this one. But yeah, if you're using the latest version of Visual Studio, um, on Mac or PC, it's there, right? She goes through about how to set it up, how to enable it. It's already on by default, but if you want to turn it off, you could too. But what's great about this is that she shows you in depth if you're on Android or iOS, what your linker settings should be, what they shouldn't be, if you're on device, if you're not on device. She walks you through that guidance. Now, there's there's different bars that kind of pop up, but it's just good to know off the top of your head. There's a beautiful flow diagram but she goes even further. You know, we've gotten a lot of questions about best practices and how do you get IntelliSense or where do I create my binding context? She walks through that. She walks through design time data and and also walks through some of the new stuff that um, is planned based on feedback from the community. So it's definitely a good one to um, walk through if you're brand new and, and if you still haven't given it or you're like, oh, how do I do that? You know, Maddie's got you covered. That's, um, that's, that's her... Uh, that's uh, every day Maddie lives the hot reload life. So um, definitely check out that blog post too. I, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading through the uh, posts right now and just the making the most of MVVM underneath that header. That's worth worth the price of admission right there. So definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know that, you know, holidays are over, but doesn't mean that maybe we didn't do a little hacking over the holidays. Matt, did you did you work on anything? You know, holiday hacking, anything going on? I adopted two cats over the holidays, James. Wow. And so my holiday hacking was making sure these two little felines had a nice home. And um, they're awesome, but they're still getting used to things. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Very nice. Yeah. In fact, uh, my my wife and I, we did, we were, we we were doing some traveling over the holidays and we, we act, and went, ended up going to some um, animal shelters just to investigate the situation. We were interested. We didn't adopt anything, but that's really cool. Congratulations on oh, not one, not one, but two cats. Yep. So. Sunny and Luna, the sun and the moon and the brother and sister. One's orange, one's gray. And um, yeah, they're great. They're, one's a big teddy bear. The other one's a little sweetheart. And yeah, they're awesome. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I uh, did not adopt any animals, like uh, like I said, uh, but I, I did a lot of travel, had some family in town, but I did end up, honestly, like the week, the New Year's week, last week, I I streamed for, I don't know, 25 some odd hours, just in that one week alone. There's one day I streamed for eight hours, just working on my holiday hacks, and I've been working on some new apps um, that I live stream, we'll put some links into the in, in there for my, my Twitch stream. 
but uh, working on this new uh, app for back stretches. I showed it on the .NET community standup, so I'll probably link to that video. That's the best way I can kind of walk through my code. Using all the new Xamarin Forms 4.4 stuff that we talked about in the last podcast, so indicator view, carousel view. Um, I'm not using swipe view yet, but I really want to. I'm using glyphs, like font icons, absolutely everywhere. Did you know you can use them in like toolbar items and you can use them in um, tab bars? You can use them everywhere. It's amazing. Um, so cool. Check out partly, partly cloudy because you'll find out how to do it. There you go. That's what I need to go <laughs> see how you're using them. So cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I started to, to redo an app. I don't know if you remember the old app, App Acquaint. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, I do remember it from, uh, it's, that's like four years ago, if not longer, right? It is very <laughs> old. Yes. <laughs> Um, so app acquaint, so my, our good friend, Tim Hewer, you know, Tim, I know Tim he used to be my boss. Yes. If you don't know Tim Hewer, then, um, definitely follow him on Twitter. We'll put a link to his Twitter in the show notes. But, um, I started to work on, well, he, he tweeted, he said, um, James, or actually, he tweeted to the community. He said he didn't say James. He should have just said James immediately. But he was like, "I'm looking for a starter app that has a list of contacts, and maybe I can update. Maybe I can sign in. I can view details, view a map, navigate to the stuff." I said, "We have that. We have that app. It's called App Acquaint." And he goes, "Oh, the app that hasn't been updated in four years." I'm like, oh. <laughs> I go, "Okay, well, maybe Geo Contacts." And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's like almost, but it's not exactly what I'm looking at." And that hasn't been updated in a year. I was like, "Oh, that's Matt's fault. <laughs> not my fault. Matt's fault." Um, so I said, you know what, this is a good app because I've done a few apps like my shop and, and a few other ones and the, the conference app that do need to be updated. But this one was like, needed some serious work and it was really big architecture, really crazy. So I said, this would be a great starter app. Like I want an app. It has a list of people. It does stuff. I don't have to worry about backends or this and that if I don't want to boom. So I worked on this and I've been pouring time into it and, um, it should be done pretty soon. We'll put a link to my 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 GitHub fork um, with um, the new. I've redone everything. I've redone everything. So I rated the complete user interface. It's a list of contacts that are loaded locally first, just like in memory. You can add, update, remove all of them, um, and then view map details. It uses Xamarin Essentials for. Um, all of the, um, like placing a phone call, SMS, going to, to, to the map location, all that stuff uses connectivity. You know, if you want to, you know, put in a backend, I also added an ASP.NET core 3.1 backend. So if you want to optionally do that, yeah, there's no online offline sync or anything like that right now. But, um, you know, I just, I wanted something that's, I, you don't need to do whatever. It's very, you know, very simple. If you wanted to add your own backend or do whatever, but I g- gave this little option so you can run it locally or um, I have it up running on my Azure in a free tier and it just has a little in memory, just a little in memory cache, basically, and using Entity Framework on the backend. So it's very simple right now, but Imagine you could be like, oh, I'm just going to go and show my boss this, pull it down. It's really beautiful. I put theming in it, light theme, dark theme, everything's in there. Um, I'm still finishing it off, but that was my big hack. I spent quite a lot of time in it. It's going to be a great little sample, I think. So give that a look. Now, 
I should say I did do a little bit of a holiday hack. I didn't finish it, but you know how I'm always talking about Azure AD B2C? Well, I know it well on the mobile end, but I don't know it that well on the uh, web end. So I did start putting together an ASP.NET Core 3 app just so I can start experimenting on oh, it cool. on, the, um, on the web end. So it's not really where it's going to be released or anything. It's just for my own edification. But yeah, so I was playing around with stuff while the cats slept. Very nice. I like it. Very cool. Nice. That, that's it. That's my hacks. What uh, cloud news do you got for us? We'll get out of my holiday and into the clouds. Into the clouds. So, James, are you familiar with, um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, RPC? GRPC? Or just uh, RPC? I'm going to say, we're going to start with RPC. Uh, I know about GRPC. So, so RPC, like r- remote procedure call, then... There's gRPC, and that G, as far as I can tell, stands for Google, because this is where it came from. Uh, they had a code name, and then they released it to the Cloud Native Foundation, so now it's completely open source. And so what a gRPC does is like this framework for making remote procedure calls, and um, what's cool is that it's low latency, it's highly scalable, and um, it's great for connecting distributed systems. And so now all our listeners are probably thinking, so what? Big deal. Well, here's the cool thing is that there's a .NET implementation of it. And RPC, you need to have both like a server side and a client side implementation of it. So, all right, now we're getting to the point here. Do you remember WCF? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. It is You're, Communication Foundation. Yep. And it was the, those WSDOs and everything else. It was when it when it worked, it was it was great, right? But at least in my experience, maybe just because I always set it up wrong, it kind of didn't work all the time. But uh, <laughs> what like right now we have these REST services, and and the issue with REST services is that you don't really have hard types. Like with those whistles, you just pulled pull them down, and it gave you everything. Like it created a whole hard type on the strongly typed objects and everything on, and a way to call them on the client. With REST services, you don't get that. With gRPC, that's back, and it's easier to use. So that's cool. And it's really what they did with uh, gRPC is they kind of aimed it at mobile development, which is super cool. And so there's actually frameworks out there for uh, Java and Android, for Swift, for I- and Objective-C, and uh, th- there is a .NET one now. And so not only do you get the mobile client or the uh, client side where you get the strongly typed, to call out to the server. You also, you get on the, on the server side, you get like all these interconnects. So say like you have microservice A, microservice B, and microservice C all built underneath gRPC. And let's say A has to call B, B has to call C, and B fails. Well, you can set up so like you can have like, all right, my whole thing's gonna fail if A doesn't hear back from B within like two seconds. Or something like that. So you get all this like in that framework of gRPC. And so it's just really kind of neat that it's out there. We have it for .NET and it's something to explore, I guess. And um, it just reminded me when I was when I was finding out about it like, of the WCF days. And it's like, well, that's kind of that's some cool stuff to, 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 to read about. So and maybe to implement. So, yeah, there you go. And uh, I'll, I'll put it with show notes or in our show notes, a link out to uh, a show that goes over nice. our .NET version of gRPC with um, 
a nice demo in it of how it all works and put together. So cool. Very nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, you know, um, newer on the, on the gRPC train. I did a, a .NET conf. I did a demo with Xamarin, um, a Xamarin forms application, the weather application that was reading in data and pulling it down. It, I like the contract based stuff. It was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. and the, and the SDK works for, fairly well. So I, I was pretty surprised by it. So it was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. The contract based stuff I think is worth the price of admission. And, uh, another one I wanted to put, talk about was, uh, Azure service bus. And um, so the reason I'm bringing this up is not only is it going to be the Azure service of the month in a, in a bit, is that our good friend Cecil put out on the on .NET show a three-part series of Azure Service Bus and what it's all about. And so I'll get right into it. will blend us right into the Azure service of the month. And um, kind of goes kind of hand-in-hand with gRPC is that uh, Azure Service Bus is uh, like cloud messaging. And, but what's cool about it is that it can do asynchronous messaging too. So like something's down, it'll hold it and like it can try again Mm. later. So it's like this enterprise worthy cloud messaging system and you can do pub sub and stuff like that. And it's, it's really cool. I, I really love the fact that if a system's down, you can still like set it up to have it so it keeps on going like it just doesn't like oh can't communicate i'm i'm done it, you can set up these rules so it can keep on going so it's like these complex messaging flows that you can do yeah so that's the really quick overview of what a of what a service bus can do but i'm going to put three different links to the to Cecil's show where he interviews one of the uh, pms on, on the service bus team and does a great job about it so yeah Nice. Very cool. Yeah. I'm, I like learning about, like, I know, I know, you know, when we started redoing a lot of this and coming up with different sections and I kind of learned about the cloud news, it's always fascinating because I've heard a lot about a lot of these different services, like a service bus I've heard about forever, but like, what is the context? And for me, like every mobile application is going to need stuff. So like maybe this fits somebody's knees or like you, you need this type of functionality and boom, it already exists. You don't have to go try to find it. Like we, it's just there, which is cool. So, right. Yeah. Cause on a backend, you're always going to have to build a backend for your mobile app. And a lot of times you're going to have different backends and are going to have to communicate to each other. So like service bus is that stitching that's, or the thread that stitches together your backends. Love it. Noise. Um, all right. Well, there's one thing I want to talk about before we get into the pick of the pod, which is um, if you're listening to this um, next week on the 14th, or even if you've, Listen to this months from now, you can go back and click on the link. But there is a Blazor Conf coming up, which is very exciting. I like to always highlight all the things happening in the .NET world. The .NET Conf has usually just been once a year. So .NET Conference, we had a bunch of Xamarin announcements and the keynote, um, which was great. But now they're doing these focus deep dive sessions um, throughout the year, which I'm very excited about. And the first one is Blazor. There might be other ones coming soon. I can't announce anything yet. Let's just say that, you know, things are in the works. Um, but yeah, this is really cool. So there's a bunch of awesome sessions on Blazor if you're interested in that. In fact, one from one of my colleagues, Elon, uh, on Blazor mobile bindings. So I'll just tease that out there that you can um, do that. So if you're a web developer, this this conference is for you. I'm a client developer and 
sometimes I got to write a web app. So Blazor comes in very nifty for me. So definitely check that out. But that's going to bring us, Matt, to everyone's favorite part of the podcast, the pick of the pod. What you got for us? All right. So I was out looking for just some stuff to snazz up my apps. And I came across this library called Magic Gradients. And so we all know and love the pancake view, right? Which is a great view that kind of adds you some nice, uh, I'm going to call them calm gradients. You know, so it's just, <laughs> you can put them whatever direction you want, but it goes from, you know, like one color to the next. But if you really, really want to just prime your gradients and really do whatever you wanted with it, this magic gradients will do it. I mean, I, when, I, when I say whatever you want, you can make like a checkered gradient. So it looks like a, like a picnic tablecloth, but it does a gradient in that checkered way. It's crazy. So, I mean, if you really wanted to go gradient crazy, because that's the rage, magic gradients is the way to do it. And it's really just kind of cool. I mean, if you really wanted to do some really neat background colors or something like that, magic gradients. It's, I'll put it in the show notes and it's pretty easy to use and use a skia underneath the covers to do it. So it's, it's drawing everything. So it should be pretty fast. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. There's in one of the gifts. There's like retro gradients. There's smooth gradients. There's angular stripes. There's all sorts of almost not even gradients. I call them textures, like you know, backgrounds for like headers or backdrops, like bursts. It's like very beautiful, like very beautiful, great, <laughs> very beautiful styles of gradients. And they're, I think of them again more than just gradients they're they're more of a texture like a textured you know background that's exactly at their textures you remember back in the old days when you're building websites and you always look for the perfect texture to put on the background for mm-hmm. your website that's exactly it mm-hmm. so this would look great on on like yeah. a flyout for like on a ham flyout for like the hamburger menu like the header on shell mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah oh yeah yeah, definitely give this a look. Um, in fact, you know, talking about Pancake View, um, uh, I know Steven has been, he updated that. He did add some gradients, which I do use in my apps. And, and it's if you're inside of the Pancake View, which is beautiful cards and a bunch of other stuff in there. Uh, he also updated debug rainbows with um, a grid line overlays, which is really cool. So give that a look. We talked about that on the pod. But I have a different one, which is Sharpnado. Um <laughs> <laughs> which, which is uh, which is a great name for a uh, for anything, but um, this is from Jean Marie Alfonsi, my good our good friend uh, um, over in Paris. Uh, Sharpnado is an awesome. Um, it's his web. It's his website, Sharpnado.com. But also, he has Sharpnado.presentation.forms. And this is like a presentation layer on top of forms for a bunch of custom components. And um, what is in here is really all about tabs, 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 all the tabs. Um, He does stuff like um, horizontal list views and a few other things. But what I love about the tabs is that you can do all sorts of beautiful things with these bottom tabs and top tabs. Um, you can combine them. You can put the tabs anywhere on the screen. So you can have sp- scrollable tabs like on the App Store. You can have tab buttons. So you can do that thing, you know, sort of like on Instagram, where there's a big circle or custom button in the middle. You can do that and it can be an icon or anything that you want inside of it. 
And people are asking, how do you do this all the time? And how do I make, you know, customization and really fancy tabs? And this is how you do it. You know, he, um, he's done all the hard work for you ahead of time. So definitely give it a look. I love it. He has a great blog post that we'll put a link to. Uh, but yeah, definitely give that a, a looky if you're looking to do. I recommend it to people all the time. People, oh, how do I do this thing? I want to I want to replicate this app. How do I do it? Oh, just use this package. Done. And you're good to go. So give it a look. Yep. Nice. I think I might refactor one of the um, apps that I'm working on to use this thing, just so I can use the camera tab or the camera button right in the middle, that big circular tab. Oh, yeah. Tab. Yeah. That looks so nice. Yeah. Super good. So cool. All right. That's it. We did it. Nice. First pot of the decade in the books. In the books. Well, of course, everyone can follow us on the internet. I am at James Montemagno. You are at Codemail Matt, correct? Is that correct? That's correct. Have been. Will be because I have been. And now I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, of course, you can find the Xamarin blog in the show notes. You can go to XamarinPodcast.com. You can subscribe to the RSS feed, tell your friends about it. That's it, Matt. Matt, I will uh, see you in February. Yes. Yes, indeed, you will. A pleasure as always, James. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.